0: Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Cafecito con Estrellita. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hola mi gente, welcome back to Cafecito con Estrellita. I hope you're doing well this week. Alright mi gente, so before we kick off this episode, learn about some grad school facts, learn about some knowledge that, it's definitely all academia related, but I just... I have to be honest with you, Mi Gente. So much has happened this last week that I don't I don't even know how to talk right now. So I'm I'm just gonna keep going with it, mi gente. But all I really, really have to say is thank you so much for not only subscribing to Cafecito con Estrellita, a Latinx podcast that guides first generation scholars through the path of education, but also following the social media platforms. And I and you don't understand how grateful I am for that. Because here's the thing, mi gente, we, we all know that saying, right? It's like the people who you surround yourself with will make you as a person, if that makes sense. Now, mi gente, I, I know for a fact, it also has to go back with social media, the, the type of content you induce, engage in on a daily basis, the type of music you hear, the type of social media platforms you follow, all of that plays a factor of shaping you as a person overall. So just to see all the growth I've had on Instagram, TikTok, my Facebook page for me First Gen Gente, and how it's been steadily growing so organically just means the world to me because I have the privilege of taking part of your everyday routine by showing up on your social media page. Like That is such an honor for me. That is such an honor, and mi gente, with all your support, Cafecito con Histerita has also kind of been getting noticed, and oh my gosh, this is going to turn into a little little story, but I really want to share it with you. So back when I was a student at UC Santa Barbara, undergrad years anyways, um, I, you know, like, i've I think you can all imagine how I am, like even though like i'm I'm a good student, I also like to look for extracurricular opportunities. I like to network, I like to do I like to do all that fun stuff, professors' office hours, anything you can think of now, because I was like i was and still am a workaholic, but I'm way better at it now, where like I tell myself to calm down when needed, but taking two steps back. Back during undergrad, I was extra workaholic. Like I've shared before in earlier episodes, like I was workaholic to the point where I was always just so tense, like, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this right, right, all that good stuff. And being a student like that, you could sometimes feel like really left out, especially in comparison to other students at a predominantly Caucasian four-year institution where those other scholars who aren't first-gen Latinx or basically aren't me they don't seem tense or seem like they have to be trying to do everything to survive and make it through higher ed. It really, really brought me down, like with my self-esteem overall as a student. Now, mi gente, as taking, you know, two steps back, as I mentioned, the social media that you intake definitely plays a factor on like, you know, your mood, how you are as a person, your growth, all those things, you know? And one of the pages I had followed back then and still do is academic mummy. I'm sure that is not a surprise. Maddie, the the amazing woman who paved the way, paved the way, not only through higher education by getting her PhD and um, hold on, I'm trying to remember at the top of my head, but it's definitely literature and in es- es en español. But not only did she pave the way with higher ed, as I mentioned, but she also paved the way as a content creator by blogging her PhD journey. And not only just blogging, she also created stickers. She would create engaging content so other other first-gen students like myself can follow and feel inspired, you know? And then not so long ago, like I want to say a few months back, Academic Mommy had like reached out so we can do an IG Live series together on her page, Academic Homegirls. I'm sure you're familiar with that. If not, definitely go check it out on her page. I believe she has a couple. Anyways, mi gente. So she was someone I had admired for a long time. And I remember during that time, especially when I was, I was just trying to figure out like what it is I want, what I don't want, why do I f- always feel tense? Why can't I feel like these other students that are super confident all the time? with what they're doing, I would go to her page a lot. And I literally would read things over and over. I probably have certain like little blog entries that she's written somewhat memorized. And then just to see like a few years later, she was to reach out to me when I'm, you know, starting to create higher ed content, you know, student all that good stuff. And as so, as you can see, I have the excitement. No legs are shaking, but I'm trying to hold myself down, hold myself together. And she she had reached out and then after that conversation, like we still stayed connected through social media on Instagram. But I didn't know like we would still like stay in touch to the point where the the uh, a few days ago. That's why I feel like I'm a little speechless right now. I guess she was doing a Q&A and someone had asked her who do you recommend for first-gen students to follow that are trying to pursue a master's degree? And I felt like the question was so specific, but I, 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 I promise you I had nothing to do with it. And that's when I was like, oh my gosh. But I guess when that question was answered and Academic Mummy answered it on her story, she had put that... Only two usernames. One of them was, um, I don't want to mess up their IG name because I do love their content, especially because like they go in such detail about certain grad journeys. Hold on, give me one second while I look for it. So, Chicana Code Switchers, but it's with the X, not the CH in the front. I'll definitely tag their IG name in the show notes, um, you know, for this episode. But she also tagged me, Cafecito Con Estrellita. And I was just like, Like, if you could have felt everything inside my little heart just like flutter, especially because right now, being a student with distance learning can really feel unmotivating sometimes. And I try to be as transparent as I can with you, Miente, that I sometimes just don't feel like I'm always 100% doing the best. But don't get me wrong, when I start to really, really get down, I will call myself out on it because if I'm being mean to myself, then how do I, how do I expect other people to be nice to me? No, like I let myself feel and do what I have to do, but then I got to take action, you know? And I advise all of you to do that too. If you're ever feeling, you know, a little down, especially as as we're all going through distance learning together pretty much. But yeah, so that happened. And then I was just Like I said, I I had to sit down and really like reflect back on everything. And then I've had so much growth from the TikTok with little consejitos that I have been sharing. And it's just, it's a wonderful, wonderful feeling. And I just want you to know that this platform that I currently hold, whether it continues to grow or not, I just want you to know that I hold with so much honor. It's created with so much love. I put in time. I put in my experiences research, critical thinking, everything that I can do to continue to make this podcast grow the way it's been, I do put it in because you're all so special to me. But yes, yeah, so it's, it's been a crazy week and I've had times where I've literally been waking up and I'm like, is this really happening? Is this my life? I have a podcast and I'm doing what I, I, I love right now. Like, Even though sometimes school's a pain, I do love school. And I get to connect with amazing mujeres, hombres, mi gente, like all of you and get to, you know, be recognized by like my biggest role models because it really does mean a lot because sometimes I find myself thinking like, am I doing too much? Not only as a student, but like creating content too. I'm like, sometimes I catch myself. I'm like, am I being too extra? Am I being too much? And by extra, I mean like overly producing content and overly like doing like my school, you know, like overly talking about higher ed and the experiences that come with it as a first gen. Sometimes I'm like, am I overdoing it? Am I overdoing it? And then like, I look at someone like Maddie from academic mommy. And it's just like, I literally reflect back. I'm like, Hey, if she was able to do it, I can do it too. Like this muhead, not only did she get her PhD, She also did it with her loving husband by her side, her wonderful children, having her jobs in higher ed, and just doing the thing. I'm like, if Maddie was able to do all of this with her family, like her little ones and everything, then... I can do it too. I would just have to like mold it, you know, mold it in a lifestyle that works for me because right now I don't have a romantic partner. I don't have children. It's literally just me, the podcast in school, and obviously like my big girl nine to five job that I need to have, which is why I am a night student for my program. But it's just like, what excuse do I have? you know, like I can totally do this, especially because like, I just have so much passion for helping others just make their higher ed journey feel a little easier. And we all know how important reassurance is. I know I definitely need it too, which is why I'll look for it where I can, which is again, academic mommy. I love scholar stuff. I know I mentioned her on the last episode, but I'm going to mention her again. I love scholar stuff. Just like, even if you're not a Okay, how could I say this? Even if you're not a PhD student, you just like when you read her memes or you read her inspo stuff, it's like, oh, I like this. And you just feel like I can take on the rest of the day. Now, mi gente, moving on forward. So I've been extremely, extremely grateful and just super blessed to be having other first-gen students reach out to ask me about their opinions on whether they should take a year off from grad school or asking if I could look over some of their personal statements and then we just try and figure out like a date and go from there and I've just had others reach out to me saying that my content has really inspired them to keep going especially during distance learning like you don't understand how much I'm so grateful for that And I am also super appreciative to all of you too, because I do try and get back to all the DMs as soon as possible. I do respond. It just takes me a couple days sometimes, especially when I'm trying to find the right answer, because I don't know all the answers, as I'm sure you all can assume, because at the end of the day, I am only human, even though I have workaholic tendencies that need to be met. But it's true, I am only human, so I don't know everything. But what I can do, and I can not promise you, is that I will do my best to find out this info, whether it's redirecting you to another higher education content creator page who can give you a more in-depth response, whether it's me to send you an article, whether it's me to send you a link on my Facebook page for me first-gen gente on like, hey, you should check this workshop out about scholarships or hey, you should check this article out if you want to understand fellowships a little bit better. I will do those things because I care about all of you. And I just if I can do it, I want you all to do it with me too. Just paving the way, walking that stage. Now, as I mentioned, one of the big questions I have been getting a lot lately from other first gen gente is whether or not they should consider taking a gap year, gap months, whatever that may mean for you, because Again, I know I've mentioned this before, but there is literally so many graduate schools, so many graduate programs. Obviously, please make sure they are accredited, so do your research. But yes, there are so many, so that's why I believe there's a grad school for everybody. It doesn't have to be the top, top, I don't know, school like Yale or NYU. It could be like, you know, your little Cal States. Oh my gosh. I'm so thankful for Cal States. I need to make another episode about that. Cause I really, if you're, if you're a first gen where, you know, you definitely want to get that nine to five work experience and also support the familia, but you know, you want to go to grad school. Just remember Cal States are an option. And a lot of the courses are night courses, which oh, I really love too, because it's kind of like, it gives you the best, uh, like you know, both worlds. So you can like navigate through both of them. But anyways, this So the gap year. Now, this is something very important that I think needs to be addressed. If you are a student who has the option, or you know, you're, you know, in your gut, you're really, really considering taking a, a gap year, like, you know, you want grad school, but that gap year life is for you. I'm gonna, and again, this is just based on your personal situation, your story. I highly suggest that you consider taking that gap year, gap months. I say gap months because there are a lot of graduate programs that they'll they'll um, accept students every fall and every spring. And so that's why you can take that time off. Or like I mentioned in the last episode, you can defer where you, you accept your acceptance, but like, you tell the program, obviously like, your reasoning that why you want to start a year later, but still hold your acceptance. Now, mi gente, with taking this gap year, I know you may feel like, but if I take a gap year, I'm letting down everybody. I'm letting down my family. I'm letting down myself. I'm letting down my professors. Mi gente, no, you're not. I know it feels like that because trust me, I've been there. It really does because you're like, I have everyone behind my back rooting for me to do it all. But you have to remember you are human. We're we're humans. We we have needs, we have emotional needs, and we have to go through certain self-growth journeys. And if you find yourself taking that time off, take it to learn and heal for me for you. Now, a lot of the times people will ask, okay, but like what can I do? during that gap year. So, you know, like I'm working on me, I'm working on that spiritual growth or that personal growth, whatever you prefer to categorize it as. And well, I kind of have a little list. So of course, I know I'm a huge fan of it, working out, going to the gym, going on walks. I mean, I'm not super athletic, but you know, working out is definitely something that I do enjoy when I get the time to do it. So, definitely that you could go ahead and join a book club, like, or create your own book club. Another thing you can do is start a hobby. Well, in this case, for me, is the podcast, or you could start a YouTube channel, or you could what else you could also do is like dab into the nine to five world while you can, and then maybe get like a fun internship that. Yes, you may think like, but why would I get an internship if I already graduated? Well, you can do that too while working your nine to five. So then like, you know, diversify your skills a little bit because we're all about diversifying our skills over here, gente. And it could be anything like social media marketing, anything fun that you just want to dab, dab yourself into as long as you know you're making income from the nine to five. You can teach yourself things such as how to run Facebook ads, which also trickle down to Instagram ads. You can teach yourself how to video edit. You could teach yourself how to podcast edit, anything that you can. And you can do that during your gap year. And the reason why I highly suggest that you dab into that as you're taking time off to either study for the GRE, for your own personal reasons before going on to grad school, I highly consider that you look into all that and just learning how to teach yourself things such as that where you diversify your skills is because one day that if you perfect your skills or get them as, you know, high as you can, that can eventually make you passive income especially as a grad student. Like for example, as much as I love making these podcast episodes and obviously all of you motivate me just like I motivate myself to continuously upload. Definitely one of the reasons why I also upload podcast episodes is cuz you do get paid for podcasting now. I'm not making a lot, like I'm really not in comparison to how much I do upload and put together my episodes, sh- episode show notes, episodes, etc. However, I do know that as long as I keep doing it, especially while being a student and with the time that I, I, I do have, even outside of academia, I, I know that it'll eventually get me a, a form of bigger income. I'm not saying I'll be super rich, but definitely a nice form. And just think about it. If during that gap year you spent that time, like whether it's working on your personal growth, well, it's always good to work on that. But you know, work on your personal growth in the sense where you join a book club, you get a, not just a gym membership, but maybe join like a workout club. I know not a club, but there's different words for it. I guess like a like like a CrossFit type of workout thing, a dance club that maybe you never got to do as a kid because you didn't have money growing up. So now that you're an adult and you're making a little bit more money, especially if you're working during your gap year, you can use that money to pay for those dance classes that you never saw yourself taking as a little kid, and well now you can give to yourself as an adult. Or if you make it a mix where you work on your personal growth during that gap year while also also diversifying your skills, a K kind of entrepreneur status and teach yourself how to run ads, how to work social media. Then when you're actually in grad school, grad school, and once like, you know, you figure out the transition, you figure out what works for you as a student or not, you figure out what classes you need to do. Because trust me, transitioning to grad school, it's a bit of an obstacle. So you have to, you have to see what works for you or not. And once you, you, you get the, You know, you get the rhythm of being a grad student, PhD student, law student, wherever you find yourself. Then once you get it down, how cool would it be to be making extra income, running advertisements for online businesses and being able to social media market for other online businesses while you're being a student? You'll literally be able to make in more money because you spent that gap year working on yourself, learning new skills to then have it while you're a student. I think that's pretty amazing. So I highly, highly suggest that you do that. Just, you know, just dab in many things while you're taking a gap year. And the other reason why I want you to do that too is because then it keeps your mind busy. Because I know I've definitely been there where I'm just like, wow, I took these six months off before applying to program you know, because after I dropped out of my original program to find myself where I'm at now, I was like, I took six months off. I feel like I'm not doing something or anything. I started to really get down on myself a lot and it would affect my self-esteem. So during your gap year, if you're keeping yourself busy, learning these skills while building on your personal growth, you're going to be so busy, like building yourself up as a person. You're not going to have time to Make yourself feel bad because you're taking a gap year. Do you know what I mean, mi gente? Because I know there is not enough hours in a day. Like, there is 24 hours. But sometimes, maybe you can just make it work for you. I don't know. Piénsalo. Ahora, mi gente, now that we're still in the topic of gap years... What to expect for like these admissions, the acceptances, letters for grad programs, law school, wherever you might find yourself. The other reason why I'm bringing it up too, and I'm bringing up things that you can do during your gap year, is because the other day, my really good friend, which you know you'll eventually meet, wink wink, I'm giving you like a sneak peek, my really good amiga, academic Latina, Jennifer, um, she's currently a PhD student in the SoCal area. And she shared this interesting, not even interesting, but just like this eye-opening tweet on her Instagram, which you should definitely, definitely follow for like inspiring academic content. I'll say it again, Academic Latina. I'll put the name on the show notes, but let me read it to you. This is a brutal doctoral admission season. We are turning away brilliant scholars with records of inspiring work because universities are in a state-manufactured scarcity and mismanaged uncertainty the loss is academia's which would be a far better place with these scholars and then after reading that tweet i saw in the caption jennifer had mentioned that she is at her university part of the the committee where like you know for admissions the admissions committee and she she confirmed it that, at least at her institution, just like many others that have vocalized about the situation this year. And I wouldn't be surprised if it also has to do with everything going on, in the pandemic and PhD programs not having that much funding right now because of our economy. There's going to be more rejection letters than many of us have expected as students that are trying to get into the PhD for this upcoming year. And it was eye opening to me because I'm like okay I'm surprised because what we need more Latinas in higher ed Latinx individuals we need representation we need to continue paving the way how do these PhD programs not have funding for that But then I really thought about it I'm like well we are in a global pandulce our economy is going all over the place right now and you know it's it's a whole it's a whole thing so there, there's, it makes sense, even though at first I was like, what? You know? And that's why me, gente, I just, I want you to know that no matter what your acceptance letters may be right now, if you're like applied to go straight to a PhD, I just want you to know that those letters does not define your worth. It doesn't. You have what it takes to keep paving the way. If maybe this year, isn't for you to start the phd program that doesn't mean it never will be it will and if you take back everything i had mentioned a little earlier on what you can do during that gap year gap months i want you to like you know do that consider that now with phd's i know a majority of them like at least the ones i've researched they only accept every fall so you know they accept for students to start every fall like they don't do fall and spring acceptances so that's why, like, for those, it would be like a year gap of you figuring out spiritual growth, those, those skills and whatnot. And then, as I mentioned before, there are master's programs that they will accept every fall and spring. You just have to research those programs, see what best fits for you. And again, if it's, if it's just, if this isn't the year for the Ph.D., that's okay. Because first and foremost, there are other grad programs that you can apply for. And if you feel the need that, okay, if I get the master's first, then when I apply for PhDs the next coming year, I'll have a higher candidacy. Now you don't need a master's to get a PhD, but if, well, most PhDs, but if you feel like, okay, this, this will help you out, you could go ahead and like apply to that master's program after seeing your acceptances, how they're looking like for this year. But just whatever the situation may be, just don't allow it to discredit you, all the work you've done up to this point as a first-gen Latinx student. And also, it, just if you have to, and I think it may be for you. Remember, it it's probably a gift, whether it may not feel like it or not. It may most likely be a gift. All right, Mi Then now, before we officially close off this week's solo episode, I have to read to you the quote of the day. Well, this time it's it's a letter that I, you know, I wrote for all of you, and you can see the visual representation of that letter if you go onto the Instagram. All right, Mija, you are breaking generational. Obstacles as you continue to pave the way. Your ancestors are looking down and thanking you. Estamos orgullosos de ti. Con mucho amor, estrellita. All right, mi gente, thank you so, so much for tuning into this week's solo episode. I'm really excited for all of you to hear interview episode for this week, later on, please don't forget to subscribe to Cafecito con Eserita, a Latinx podcast that guides first-generation scholars through the path of education. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, please rate, review this podcast. It would help me so much. Not only, you know, financially, hopefully long-term, but also it'll help me help other first-gen Latinx students that may need to hear this reassurance content (laughs) as well. All right, mi gente, we'll talk soon. Por favor, cuídense.